Welcome, little ghouls and goblins, to the spookiest, silliest, and most spectacular Halloween extravaganza just for you. Get ready to embark on a magical journey into a world filled with pumpkin patches, ghostly giggles, and thrilling adventures. I'm your Halloween host, Laura Summers Davis, and I promise this podcast will be a scream. We're here to celebrate the most fantastic time of the year with a bewitching blend of stories, games, crafts, and more. Whether you're five or seven or even ten years old, we've got something extra special just for you. Are you ready to dive headfirst into a cauldron of Halloween fun? Great. Gather round, hold on to your broomsticks, and let's get this Halloween party started. And remember, whenever you feel a little spooked or scared, don't worry. We're here together to have a howling good time. So sit back, relax, and let Halloween magic begin. <laughs> Our special guest truly knows how important and valuable Halloween time can be. As a successful business owner, she knows how to prioritize her life events. And on her side business, She's as busy as everyone else every day, though, as a single mother who's raising a very active son. Welcome, Ray Grillo. How do you do it? I get my daily dose of giddy blood <laughs> during the Halloween season. That's wonderful to hear. <laughs> I know you love Halloween. You've told yeah. me many times. Tell me the few things that you think make Halloween fun and exciting. I love how people can just like be something else other than themselves. And it doesn't have to just be on Halloween. It could be throughout the whole time. And then I also love, uh, I think one of my favorite movies is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I just love the feel of it. It's something that me and Lennon watch. And I love that it goes from not just Halloween, but also for Christmas. And the like the claymation and the animation and the just imagination that goes into it is a lot of fun for me. And then I also like sort of like the darker things. Like I don't feel like a lot of people, I don't feel like they, they're afraid of like that darker thing. However, it's sort of like unknown and a little scary. However, that's what makes it enticing because it is mysterious and scary and just fun. Totally agree with you. And as I was getting ready and thinking about our podcast today, there was something through the angle with Halloween on not just Halloween. We're talking about children themselves growing and developing and coming unto their own. I mean, what better way than Halloween for self-expression and creativity? And mm -hmm. I feel every single time in a child's life when there's a celebration, that a little tiny piece of that moment is added to the foundation of that child's future self-image or self-confidence, building of trust, learning to have more faith, having the desire for world exploration, and enjoying social experiences. That these are all vital to the child growing up as they're becoming a preteen, a teenager, an adult. And this is what I see from the child development perspective. Mm -hmm. What yeah. do you think about that? 
I can definitely see it because, you know, in our, you know, we're conditioned, especially with like school to be a certain way to do certain things. And I find with me and Lennon with the daily tasks that I want to have done in our own lives that it can sort of get not fun. <laughs> it's like, you know, adulting, it's not fun. Uh, or it can be, you know, it can be, cannot be, just depends on your perspective. However, during like the holiday season and like when the leaves start changing, the weather starts changing, there's sort of like something where it's like more like lax. Like we can be ourselves a little bit more. We can have more fun because any other time, like there's like holidays that we can do and like there's certain rituals on those holidays that we can experience. However, it's like during Halloween, there's a time where you can express yourself in a different way that you may not have thought of any other time of the year. And I feel like that's extremely fun and fun for children because then they get to practice a different way of being in their own lives. Agree. There were four things that you thought of that were so amazing and creative and wonderful that would be part of our Halloween extravaganza today. Could you please share those with us, Ray? Yeah. So number one, I do love things that are like you can touch and feel and taste and smell and that brings all of the senses into play. And so my first one was bat cupcakes. Which Ooh, yummy. Yeah, bat cupcakes, which you know, for kids can turn into whatever else. <laughs> it may not end up looking like a bat later, however. And then so the second one. Uh, I thought, you know, using imagination, I love listening to children's imagination. And I thought of ghost stories and then crafting, like, you know, their little ghost friends or like an imaginary friend and uh, telling their story, getting them to create this new like persona, maybe someone I see imaginary friends, like especially with Lennon, I see it as like a, a take on like an alter ego or someone that they idolize or would like to be like. And so I feel like that's fun for them to be able to express that and to bring that out. And then these little, you know, these little ghosts that have a, they have a pet and they have a life that the kids can share about. The third one would be acting like a vampire for a whole day. Ooh, I come to suck your blood. Yeah. <laughs> I think vampires, but I have to be like my favorite, like out of all the ghosts and ghouls, I think vampires are my favorite. And then the fourth one, which again, I got inspiration from Lennon, my son, because he loves Michael Jackson and it's busting out the thriller dance whenever it plays throughout October. Oh, how fun. No matter where you're at, what you're doing, you hear a thriller and you just break out a move. <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> These are all fun things. I really like what you're talking about today. And let's start with the cupcakes. Tell everybody what you think is the quickest, best, funnest cupcake recipe that you've got for bat cupcakes. So, I mean, the quickest is I just go buy a box. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, buy, <laughs> I just go buy a pre-made box already. However, um, you know, for cupcakes, whatever your favorite chocolate, you know, recipe for that one is. And you can do that. And I'm sure like different people need different things. So if you need gluten-free, I like to sometimes use almond flour and I like to use, instead of butter, I like to use coconut oil. So for that one, just pick out a recipe. And I mean, a lot of the times I just go get a box. <laughs> That's already pre-made because then I don't have to worry about anything. 
Right. And sometimes yeah. it is the best thing in the world, especially when you are a busy person and what your goal is doesn't always have to include baking or cooking. Your yeah. goal is to spend quality time with your child during Halloween and be able to just have that short period of time, that window before, you know, right after you get home, before you or after or while you're doing homework, you can do this little treat and of course have dinner and then you have bedtime and it's like, oh my goodness, where do I fit in just to do something simple? And this is a key for something simple that you can do. And the picture that you sent me over, totally cute. I want everybody to picture this, picture this chocolatey, yummy cupcake, then this pile of white, fluffy icing frosting, and then sprinkles of chocolate, maybe the little particles, like you break up the Oreos on top. And then the little Oreo guy, the little circle guy stuck right on the top. And then the little wings is when you take the Oreo cookie and you break it in half and you stick it in behind the little circle one. Looks like little wings poking out. And then you can use a little frosting on the eyes or chocolate chips for the eyes. And hello, voila, you've got your little bat cupcake. <laughs> is that about right? Did I do that pretty good with the short version? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're so cute. And then also it's like these little mini Oreos and you also use the big Oreos. Ooh, yes. The utilizing. Uh-huh. You know, who knows? Who knows what else the kids will come up with? Anything that you want. And like Ray was saying in the beginning, what starts out as a bat cupcake might turn out to be an entirely different monster with 20 eyes. And you've got to allow that creativity because not only are we instilling teamwork, doing something together, which is patient and kind and true. You're also instilling the whole idea of when you're making it together, taking turns, doing the products together. Even when you buy it prepackaged, you come home and it's in the package and let your little one open up that package safely and maybe set the little cupcakes on a little plate. You know, some type of thing where they have control over the process is always really fun. And the other thing is this is promoting self-expression. This is big. This is key on the whole self-confidence thing that we were talking about and being able to feel confident in a social environment. Maybe they need to get cupcakes and bring cupcakes to school or to an event. Perfect thing, Ray. Bat cupcakes. <laughs> Thank you. And then something else that comes up for me is that I think about that one show. It's like a baking thing or... Like these people, they they see like this extravagant baked good, like sort of like a cake boss thing or what Master Chef like they would do. And then there's regular people and they go out and they attempt to do it. And it's like, did they nail it or not? <laughs> sometimes they don't. And yeah, so, you don't have all the fancy ingredients that some of those shows have. It's kind of neat to see how you'd improvise. It doesn't have to look. Like, that's what I think of. However, it doesn't have to look like the way that you're thinking of. And sometimes I, with Lennon, I really work on, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I feel like kids can like learn that. And sometimes, you know, like it could turn into a disaster. How about you can still have fun and with the process. And that's what, um, that's why I enjoy cooking with kids because I mean, sometimes it doesn't look good. <laughs> and sometimes it looks really good. And it allows you to be a kid yourself because you can mess up too and not have all those high expectations that sometimes would be put upon you when you are in a fancy smancy cooking class. <laughs> all right. Now, Ray, the second thing you made mention of, I'm super excited about, crafting ghost stories and characters. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. So for the ghost stories, the child and you, I mean, if you want to come up with the story too, that's, you know, all by all means. They either can draw their ghost with their pet. However, I would focus on the ghost first. 
and like the characteristics. And along this way, like you're asking your child, okay, well, what do they look like? What do they like? What are their hobbies? What do they do in their day? And just like, like list the things that you would ask like a person, like what's their favorite thing to do? And then, uh, then I would create the pet. Like, is their pet a headache? <laughs> is, their pet, is their pet someone that like loves and cares and they like run around and like, I think of zero. I think that's where I got it. I, I was thinking of zero and uh, Jack Skellington mm-hmm. when I came up with this. And then, and then they come up with a whole story like that goes along with their, uh, their imaginary ghost person, whoever they come up with, you know, they can draw it or you can craft it. I think about getting the really thin white cloth and then buying like the little pillow stuff and you can cut out like the back the black fabric and make little facial expressions and it could be like a little imaginary or like a little friend that they can carry like a teddy bear type thing um, after they draw it. Like you do like a whole, you know, draw the, the plan first and then they can bring it to fruition in their with their hands or you could just do crafts with paper there's no set way to do this it's just creating that ghost and their pet and then later on once it's created then you guys share your scary stories with either with a flashlight you know facing up at your face or around a campfire i like that idea a lot and what's interesting is how old is lennon he's six everybody hear that six years old so being six years old is completely different than being 26 years old. And so I can recall now that I have a 30 year old son, the importance of what you're sharing. You don't know this story. I'm going to tell it to you though. Okay. So you take that six year old boy and you encourage that creativity and you do this little fun little thing together and you stand back and you're like, okay, well, how is this going to affect the rest of his life? I'll tell you how, because I'm now with a 30 year old son who did that when he was Lennon's age. What happened is I would give him a little notebook And on that notebook, he would write what the person or the creature or the place looked like. He'd use up as many pages as he wanted. He would do the weapons, what their special abilities were, their special talents, what their powers were. I mean, he developed this over, over all these years, just different times, different things that would come into his mind, different notebooks. Now, at the end of all of that, that creativity, when I look at the box and I can see in his little box, these little notebooks that he kept for these little creatures and their little adventures and such. I'm amazed because he is amazing as a designer and he does a lot of playing computer games, a lot of anime. He loves video games. And I know that part of his love and enjoyment for things that are more of the building and creating and the designing and the moving towards those goals and talking to the wizards and getting the treasures. And I know for a fact that that started out with just a small little thing like you're talking about that led to this creation in his mind that helped him to fall in love with such a big, vast world open to such creativity now, like never before in this world of creativity. Would you agree? (laughs) I would agree. So it works. Everybody, it works. That time you spend, those little things you do, those little ghosts that you spend time creating, never, ever, ever look at it like, oh, could this be just like no big deal? It is bigger than you imagine. And again, to spend that quality time together. Mm-hmm. Ray, I have a question on your mm-hmm. vampire. Okay, okay, you told me you were going to share with me about acting like a vampire for a day. Is this something that you've done before or that you're recommending to our listeners? I haven't acted like a vampire in it like for a whole entire day. However, I was like, it'd be fun to you, you know? <laughs> I always think of uh, the Hotel Transylvania, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and just incorporate. Usually I do more like a witch. And I don't know if I could do my witch laugh. How it's like, you know, I have like a high pitched like like and I do that with Lennon. He's like, yeah, weird, you know. <laughs> a little giggle cackle. Little yeah, my cackle. Especially when I'm feeling um feeling like villainish. Mischievous mischievous thank you yes when I'm feeling mischievous I bring out the witch laugh or the vampire (laughs) and so you know as a vampire just think of the things that a vampire does like they come from Transylvania I have to practice my accent so all I can say is like I want to suck your blood (laughs) or they have fangs so like you can put on like the, the fake teeth, they're a little hard to put on and for them to stay on. However, for kids like glow in the dark ones that they get from the dollar store or something, they just pop those in and they have so much fun with it. Like no reflections. So they're not able to see themselves in the mirrors. They have to be invited into the home. They can't just like just walk in and have to be invited. And then you're not going to want to eat pasta that night because you're not going to want to have the garlic bread. Ooh, yeah. How rough. Yeah, I know. That's pretty rough, right? So... <laughs> Being a vampire sounds like it's a lot of hard work, especially the whole when you said that they have to be invited into the home. You know, this is crazy because I was talking about child development, motions, all this. We've talked about that on many occasions. And what came up for me when you said that is how fear works. That fear could be knocking on the door, yet when you don't let it in, you don't start worrying and, and having all these things pop up for you. That's really an interesting little conversation there. Don't even open the door and let fear in. Be full of happiness and joy. Yeah. I like that one. Don't let it in. And then I guess like that's, I feel like Lennon's getting to an age now where he's starting to care about what other people think of him and what the girls, that's <laughs> already with the girls, what the girls oh, think of him really? at school. Okay. And I've seen that, you know, I'm seeing that transition and, you know, all the parents that are out there, they can see that. And so it's sort of fun to get into a different character and allow them to get out of themselves and to be something else so that they can practice with their imagination and self-expression in that way. When I think of vampires over the years, like you, I'm very fond of them. And there's a lot of history and culture behind the vampires. And there's a lot of content online. And I think it's important to remember that when things do get a little bit more grim and you feel uncomfortable when you are getting ready and you're like, oh, I don't know about this vampire thing. Just remember you're doing this to have fun because really when you think about it, vampires are a mythical creature. You know, they're not supposed to necessarily be scary. They just have special abilities and quirks and things. And just like you have different superheroes, something like you mentioned, you know, having the fangs, even avoiding sunlight, sleeping in coffins. It's important to discuss the ways that we look at people and places and things to improve how we judge others and how we accept others into our life. And even through being and pretending to be a vampire, you're encouraging them to interact with each other with different skills that promote different behavioral practices. Unbeknownst mm-hmm. to you, you might find out that your little idea about the vampire or his or her little idea about the vampire created something so amazing. And then you have some parents where they start out with the vampire, especially the younger children, they might be disillusioned for a minute. And then when you get everything ready and they're ready to walk out the door and they get nervous about trick-or-treating, they're like, I want to be a ghost like my sister. And you're like, oh my gosh, what do you do? Because kids are going to be kids, you know, take a white sheet, throw it over, cut out some holes, put black around it and tell them to teach them how to say, you know, (laughs) just roll with the punches with your kids. Yeah. And they shift and they change, you know, that brings up the 
like emotional aspects, like they come and they go. (laughs) Yes. And even getting ready. I know that I'm thinking of costuming, you know, there's a different costume for each of these different creatures or, you know, whether it's a witch or a goblin or, or like I mentioned, the superhero, you could even be a doctor, a character out of a movie. You, the, the world is open for that. And something that's kind of interesting is, do you know, years ago, one of the reasons why Halloween was so, so special for people that had a hard time going out in public? Why was it? Because they could wear masks and dress up and they could be ogres behind their costuming. They could be very unattractive physically. And this was the one time a year where they could come out and just be, hang out, enjoy the laughter, not having someone give them a a nasty look because of their disfigurement. It was really, really an important healing factor. And with that in mind, I think that your thriller dance and the dance break routine, I'm wanting to hear about this. Okay. Thriller is, I was watching the news today at the gym when I was there and it was like the number one hit and it has been like the number one hit for Halloween for quite a while. It's everywhere. It plays everywhere. And I was so surprised because this is something again, inspired from Lennon because he loves Michael Jackson, that he would always like be singing it or pointing it out or dancing to it. And I didn't realize how often it plays in the grocery store, on the radio. I mean, he asked me to play it too, or just like around me or like at school dances for him. And it plays a lot. pumpkin patches. And when he starts dancing or now he's sort of like calm down, you know, but I think this is fun because dancing is such a, it's a high vibe thing. It gets you moving, gets you grooving. And I feel like everyone sort of, you know, they can do a little zombie dance. <laughs> so whenever a thriller comes on, you bust out a move and you do the thriller dance. Now, for those of our listeners, I'm, now, and this is serious business here because very seldom do you have one word like the word thriller that everybody in the world, most likely, and I'm not exaggerating, has heard this song. Michael Jackson made this song brilliant and everybody loved it naturally. It wasn't a hard song to fall in love with. And for those that have never seen this video or heard this song, Ray, tell us why you selected this one out of a thousand other Halloween songs that you could have picked to bust the move to. What's about Thriller that you love? Tell us what it looks like for you. Maybe someone's never seen it before. I think the dance moves are easy. I've seen a lot of people dance to it. When I go to events, I see people doing the busting out the zombie move, at least. And people, I feel like it's easy enough. And it brings a community together, sense of community. Because it's like, once you start dancing, they've seen the dance. They're going to know that what you're doing. And I think it's a fun way to practice too, influencing others in a positive way. Like children get to see how they influence others to have some fun, to be more childlike. And I, yeah, I just like the song. I mean, Lennon asked me to play it all throughout the year. (laughs) And I feel like that's why I chose it too, is because if it has that such, like such an impact on him, I'm sure it has impact on other kids. And especially when I've seen it being played at like his school events or like pumpkin patch or the trunk or treats, all the kids get on the dance floor and they dance too. So I totally love the song with you. And what I wanted to share, because you might be thinking, okay, this is a song. Everybody dances a certain routine. Well, the thing that I like about this song is it's very applicable to life. And I didn't notice it until I started to find out deeper meanings behind everything that took place in the development of that song and that music video. And it's about taking chances. It's about taking risks. 
It's about being courageous. It's about having fun. It's about being youthful and going through the motions when you don't even know what to do next. And with having the peer pressure and going to school and having your peers either like you or disliking you is a really big thing. And this song is about the fear and the anxiety that people experience in their everyday lives and how we're all haunted by our fears and the things that scare us and can stop us. And with this, there is no, you know, with Michael Jackson, he's no stranger to fear, pressures, anxiety. He had that his whole entire life. And rather than it being a trap. It was actually an answer for him. And with his love of horror movies, that's when he decided that he wanted to develop this instant classic. He wanted to be able to dress up like a monster. He wanted to be able to have a bunch of people go around him. And even years later, having it be Guinness Book of World Record, having millions of people dancing that dance all at the same time. For those of you listeners that have not seen it in a while, <laughs> I recommend you do a search right now on the thriller video by Michael Jackson and bust a groove and start dancing like Ray is suggesting whenever you hear that song, because this is definitely an activity where the thriller dance is not only physical activity, it's self-expression. It is a longer song. So I think you get like a six minutes instead of a three minutes dance routine. And it is a creative influence to help you include yourself in a fun environment where you can also there again, boost your confidence as you're dancing freely however you want because who decides what a zombie or a monster or a creature dance is like <laughs> yeah and you tell them like hey whenever you hear this song make sure to bust a move and then they'll like hear it in the grocery store and they'll remind you and you'll be in your head all about it because I know I am and I feel like it's a good great break in the day because sometimes we can get pretty tasky and so for the month of October just remember to have some fun and be in that be in that vibration and have that connection with your kids because that's what it's all about. Well, before we go, Ray, will you share a few important things regarding Halloween? During this time, there is a lot of, uh, you know, hecticness. <laughs> and there can be, you know, things that are quite dark. So let's stay safe while we embark on our Halloween adventures. Remember that and remind your children to always have an adult with them. Check the candy. and Very uh, smart. Very smart. What are you looking for in the candy when you're checking it, Ray? I always look for like either holes if it's been opened. I sort of like the harder candies and then I make sure that they're really closed tight. And if they look like they've been beat up or whatever, I, I throw them out. That mm -hmm. is wise. I know that years ago when there was a concern about pins and needles and glass, there were a lot of children that got hurt and it's important to not just give your kids the candy and have them go off on their own. Sit down when you get home with the light. Tell them while you're out on adventures. Be particular and selective. Let them enjoy their candy while they're trick-or-treating. That's one of the fun parts. Be selective on what they're eating, though, until you do get back home. The things that are commercially bought, completely different than things that are homemade. And unless you know that person, when you get a baggie of anything... I would not keep it unless you know that person. Be careful. And this is not to alarm you and scare you to not going trick-or-treating. It's not about that. We want you to go trick-or-treating. We want you to have fun. And then we want you to teach your children how to properly go through their candy and get rid of things that look a little bit crazy. And I know that some hospitals actually do scans of the candy through the machine so they can make sure that no metal and harmful objects are in there. So a lot of your areas in your community might offer some type of service. And like Ray said, the best thing, you see something that's open, something that's had a hole poked in it, throw it away, even if it might be your favorite candy. It's not worth getting sick or getting hurt during this time. Thank you for that suggestion. What else, Ray? 
use your imagination again like how I've been you know sharing and Laura's been sharing just have fun it doesn't have to be so serious you know sometimes life can be so serious and this is the time if you're gonna practice fun like do it right now and uh allow your children like whatever you know if you're crafting a spooky tales decorating cupcakes or busting out your best dance moves let your imagination run wild I love that because you know when you're like you're saying when you're using your imagination it grows anything that you use and you practice using it grows So these little children, you're developing their creativity, their imagination and the use of those things so that when they have something that they need to have a solution for in their life, you've taught them how to process and how to think through things. Even though it might be something small, it leads to bigger and greater decisions on down the line. Share the Halloween spirit and be kind. Aww. So just like our friendly vampires, ghosts, and goofy goblins, remember to be kind and share Halloween joy with your friends and family. You know, this is more fun when you share it with people. (laughs) Don't like, you know, hide away. And, you know, I guess you could do them by yourself, however. It's more fun. Share. (laughs) It's more fun with others. (laughs) Yes, I've done both. Over the years, I've done Halloween things by myself. And that is truly where the challenge is. When you don't have children at home anymore, maybe you're in a relationship with someone else, or maybe you are even just a single person. It's still important to be able to express yourself in these same things that we're mentioning, because is it not true that we should always have that childlike happiness? And when I would come home, It's so boring when there's no Halloween decorations, when it's this time of year. you got to have things that remind you of the goodness of the time because you're going to see it out there in the shopping. You're going to see it on other people's places. I mean, even being able to look in people's yards and they have like all these headstones and the skeletons and the zombies and the creatures and even the robots. The world is your oyster during this time of year to be able to have that for sure. And sharing it with others just magnifies how exciting and happy you can be when you're by yourself. You can watch a horror movie and have all kinds of junk food. You can even stand at the door and hand out candy rather than being the one getting candy. You choose what you want to do. And should you be the kind of person that doesn't want to celebrate Halloween, then that's fine as well, especially when it comes to with others. I know that at one point I didn't really feel like feeling like celebrating one year. And then I stopped and I thought, wow, why am I doing this? And I got up and I went in there and I picked a Halloween movie, some scary movie that I wanted to watch. Whatever you want to watch, you pick out that movie, you play some scary music or something in the background during the day, play some old fashioned funny comedy type of Halloween songs, those little kids songs like do the mash, do the monster mash. I mean, these are songs that like what Ray's suggesting evoke emotion and you can have a lot of fun during this time. No matter who you are, no matter where you live, you can enjoy Halloween time. And that brings us to having a thing fantastic time as the moon rises and the night grows darker i hope you have the fantastic halloween of your dreams filled with treats laughter and a touch of spookiness no matter what you do on halloween whether it's munching on bat cupcakes carving pumpkins or dancing like a zombie make sure that you're having the fantastic time that is adorable ray now it's time to say goodbye Remember, you are the spookiest, silliest, and most spectacular part of Halloween. 
Until we meet again, don't let the Halloween magic fade away. Keep your jack-o'-lanterns glowing, your costumes ready, and your broomsticks handy, because Halloween is a state of mind that you can enjoy all year long. Happy Halloween, my little monsters. This is Laura Summers Davis and Ray Grillo signing off and wishing you a howling good time this fantastic Halloween season.